Hello and welcome to another episode of the In Liminality Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Tyler, here with Patrick. And we got a guest on today. Um, I guess you can call him a special guest because he's definitely special in more ways Hello. than one. <laughs> hey, I'm, uh, I'm William Montgomery. I am an expert on all things Lawrence County. Maybe not necessarily the topic of today's episode, but we'll get through it. I Part can give some, uh, yeah, some uh, first-hand accounts of the region, at least. Alrighty. Um, William Hales from Lawrence County, good old Louisa. So yeah, so today we're going to be talking about a an aspect of, I guess, one of, you know, I guess, there was a Cryptid Hall of Fame, this guy's probably the Babe Ruth of Cryptids. Um, uh, but yeah, we're going to be talking about um, Bigfoot, uh, more specifically, uh, cont- Bigfoot Bigfoot, I think that's how I've heard it pronounced. Uh, Bigfoot in Kentucky. Um, we're kind of at the Appalachian Plateau here. Um, Patrick and I've mentioned multiple times how you know the Appalachians are super old. Um, one of the oldest, if not the oldest, mountain range in the world. Um, I actually found out something today. I saw it on Twitter, so it may or may not be true. Uh, but hold on. Everything you find on the internet's true. Just throwing well, it out there. Well, this is pretty neat. Um, the Appalachians actually um extend into um Europe, and because like you know, like during the Pangaea phase of everything, that's not true. I it lines up from what I saw. Like it actually lines up really well. If everything was one continent, because uh, I mean they're supposedly like over four hundred million some years old. Where'd you learn that in your public school science class? I just said I learned it on Twitter, so it might may or may not be true. <laughs> but uh, Listen, you don't fuck with the tectonic plates. Uh, but if anybody knows, like <laughs> actually any better than we do, uh, feel free to reach out and let us know what's what. Anyways, though, um, just due to the age of the Appalachians, um, you know, we don't think it's too big relief to say weird shit's out here. Um, and and when I was starting to delve into this, um, there's a lot of Bigfoot sightings throughout Appalachia, but you also got to think Appalachia covers like a bunch of states. Uh, so we're narrowing down on Kentucky for this one. Uh, we may do future episodes um, more about like an Appalachian Bigfoot um, that you know covers a much more broad range of sightings and stuff. Uh, but there's actually quite a bit out there for sightings in Kentucky um, in and of itself. Uh, so we're going to spend this episode, and uh, I've already pitched the idea to Pat, uh, maybe even doing two-parter on this. Um, because this episode, it's kind of going to be, we're going to be focusing on um, reports we've seen, read about in um, my home county of Lewis County. Uh, I know there's a couple in Mason County, if you want to talk about any of those, Pat. And then um, on the site we we're looking, uh, which is bfro.net, um, 
Lawrence County, where William's from, actually has 10 sightings. So he's going to give us some inside um, to the areas there. Uh, but we're going to be focused on those today. And then maybe next week, um, I'm thinking about just doing a broader dive into Kentucky Bigfoot, where we take into account more areas and more sightings. And um, I'll do a bit more research just overall uh, for that at that episode. But for this episode, we're sticking to three places. Uh, Lewis County, maybe Mason County, depending on if Pat actually did his homework. And, of course, Lawrence County. Uh, so to kick it oh, off with, I know, you're a terrible student and just human being in general. Um, yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, so we're going to kick it off, um, since there's only a couple of sightings in Lewis County, uh, there's one in particular that caught my eye, and mainly because this sighting, uh, while it happened in the 1970s, um, it didn't happen too far away from where I live now. Um, so this happened on a run called, or on a road called Rock Run, which is actually a road that connects the road I live on and, um, Highway 59 here in Vanceburg or here in Lewis County. Um, it's actually one of the couple spots they connect. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and read, um, this sighting, talk about it for a little bit. Okay. I'm sending you the information I have on two separate sightings. That occur in the same area, but on different days, by my grandfather and my father. My grandpa drove a school bus. At about 5.30, 6 o'clock one morning, he said that what he thought was a big man with shaggy, matted, reddish-brown hair came out of the woods <laughs> and stepped up on the road in front of the bus and ran across the road. My grandpa said he thought it was a man until he seen how big it was, and then he thought it was an ape. But it walked like a man, only it was slouched over at the shoulders. Some of the old buildings around his house, which was close to the siding at the time, had weird-looking hair stuck to their screens, uh, but we we thought dogs had been going in or something. We never seen anything, but we always heard a really scary sound that was like an ape and a chimpanzee mixed with a human. It would make a loud, screaming, howling noise up in the hollow behind the house. The men would all gather up to go spotting to see if they could find out what it was, but they never found anything. My father saw this creature. It was also driving the school bus. Uh, about the same time of day as above, he said there was a path that joined on both sides of the road. He said it was a deer run. Um, and for those of you that don't know, a deer run is just a path in the woods that has been worn down enough by deer to where it actually looks like a path. You didn't uh, know that. You had to look that up. I know that. I know I've known He's that forever. Come on. You're fake country. <laughs> I step out of my house in those woods. <laughs> when he came around the curve, there was a big thing that looked like a man and ape with added patchy red-brown hair like it had been burned or something running down the path. So he hit the brakes and the thing ran across the road and down the other path. He watched it till it was gone, and then when he got back, he was telling my grandpa about it, and that's when my grandpa said he'd seen the same thing about a half mile from where my dad's seen it. My family still lives in this area of Kentucky, but we haven't heard or anyth- seen or heard anything like this. Uh, this year would have been in the late 70s for I was little, and I'm not sure about the month, but I might be able to find out. Find out. 
Wow. Um, the English major. I never majored in English. Fuck you. <laughs> He's not a talking major. So yeah. Um so that is Hornerport close to where I live. And what interested me most about this was I have a buddy. I live on a road called Lower County. Um, there's another road in Lewis County called, a lot of people I know, myself included, we refer to it as Upper County. It was, I'm pretty sure it was all connected at one point, uh, but then the AA came through, so now it's split up. Um, but it's not very far from where I live now either. And he told me, he said last year, he was out in one of his fields, and it was dark. Um, and there's another, his other buddy, I guess our other buddy, was with him. And they both confirm what they heard. Uh, but they heard something like hooping and hollering up on the ridge um, close to where they were at. Um, so my buddy said he made the sound um, back to whatever was making. He said, and they called back and forth a few times. He said, and then I want to say he said like 10, 15 minutes went by and they kind of forgot about it. Um, and then just out of the blue, he decided, well, you know, I'll make it again. He said he made it that time and the thing had gone from the ridge to right at the tree line uh, without, you know, making any noise of getting there, uh, but made it that far. And he said he did it back to him or whatever was in the woods, did it back to him. Like I said, it was right at the tree line, probably 20, 30 yards away. At this point, so I was reading this report, and I sent him um, how they described the sound, um, which, once again, was, quote, a really scary sound that was like an ape and a chimpanzee mixed with a human. It would make a screaming howling noise. Um, And he said that that's pretty much exactly how he would describe the sound he heard. Uh, So, you know, while he didn't see anything, um, the sound does seem to be consistent of course it'd be better if we had recordings or something but we don't so um you know but it's in the same vicinity i would say you know it's probably within like 15 square miles uh of you know where the sightings were initially anyway um so i just thought that was neat um to not only read this report but then have uh, something you know that may or may me kind of confirms that you know there's something to this. It may not be Bigfoot or whatever, but you know there definitely could be something in there, which wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, then there was another sighting up in uh, Firebrick, which is on the edge of Lewis County um, near South Portsmouth, Ohio. Well, South Portsmouth, Kentucky, Portsmouth, Ohio. Oh, but yeah, so that's my Lewis County connection. I thought that was neat. I got pretty hyped when I read about this and um, whatnot. And another thing I noticed was, like, in looking at the um, their kind of map. Well, they don't have a map, but they have everything listed here. Um... There are sightings in every county around Lewis County, too. Um, and it looks like that. I didn't really look at the Ohio ones, but it looks like that also includes on the map they have at the bottom of their Kentucky section. 
Um, Mason County has a few. Fleming Round County has one that's particularly interesting that um, I'll probably talk about next week. Uh, because in the Round County you have the Daniel Boone National Forest, uh, which also brings up the fact that Daniel Boone um, claims to have killed like a ten foot tall hairy man um, back in his days of Daniel Boone. And uh, of course, there's not a court, no like solid proof of that, but. But it was a claim that he made. Alright, so now that we're I'm done with Lewis County. Um we'll go ahead and start talking about Lawrence County. Can Ooh. I first say that this website is my favorite website I've been on <laughs> in a, about fifteen years? I mean it looks to me, these websites look like basically they were like a high school computer class curriculum. Like they had a teacher that's like, okay, build a website. And um, the kid that built this one, there was like a week left to go in the project. He's like, holy shit, I better do something. It looks like someone made this on X pages. <laughs> Thinking like. Um, like this looks like something I probably would have made college when uh, like I had an Adobe Dreamweaver class. And I don't know. I probably I think I did make a website, but it looked better than that. So I don't know. But you know what? You know these Bigfoot hunting types. I feel like um, don't disparage the Bigfoot hunters. No, I I was about to say I feel like they don't spend a lot of time on this stuff. They're more in the field doing their thing. You know. So. I feel like they have, uh, they're easily angered because their whole life is just a, they're just one disappointment after another. One drunk person talking about a big bear they saw one after another. Supposedly there's a cryptid up in eastern Kentucky. What was it called, Pat? Uh, Bearzilla? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. There's at least three of those in <laughs> Well, it showed it in uh, northeastern Kentucky. It was, yeah. <laughs> so, like, Lewis County, Carter, Greenup. I just hope I never and see ironically, it. And ironically, I didn't take a picture of that. I don't think I did. Get where we... Oh, I guess I'll mention that as an aside. We, Pat and I learned this on our trip to the uh, international... Paranormal Museum and Research Center in Somerset, Kentucky. Uh, which, if you're ever in the area, I would recommend stopping in there. It's a pretty cool little place. Um, when you get there, when your GPS says you're at the building, you're probably there. Um, but this is actually in the basement, which Pat and I didn't know until we drove around a couple times. <laughs> so, look for a sign. It'll point you towards some stairs that lead down. Um... It's in the basement, like I said. It's got a pretty cool little vibe. Uh, we went, um, the owner slash curator, um, he wasn't in. He was at an actual festival with, um, his name's Kyle. His last name escapes me for some reason. Um, but his name's Kyle, but he was actually at, the, they were having a festival in Somerset, um, 
and he was there with uh, the, um, Nathan Isaacs, the guy that does the Penny Royal, did the Penny Royal podcast. Um, but, but yeah, it's definitely pretty cool. I'd say if I'm in the area again, I'll just stop by to stop by and see if anything's added. It was pretty dope. Um, if you've watched Hellier, they have like a little thing about that. Uh, they got all they hit all the big stuff. They got um a bunch of UFO stuff. I'd say the brunt of it was probably they had a large like a big collection of like cryptids in general. Um I was like it's in three rooms. Uh you walk in and that room's more about like serial killers. There's some like witchy stuff and some uh Masonic stuff. Um and then you walk into the next room and about a third of it's like UFO stuff, and then the other two thirds are like Bigfoot, um, Loch Ness monster, cryptids. yeah, cryptids. And then the other room is like, um, it's all like paranormal stuff, like ghost hunting, hauntings, all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty dope. I had to now, Pat and I drove three hours to go there. I'm not sure if it's worth a three hour drive. Um, but definitely, if you're ever in the area, I'd say it's probably worth an hour drive, or maybe two-hour drive, um, just to go down there and stop and see. Uh, but if you're ever in the Somerset area, if you're around there in Pulaski County for anything, and you're into this kind of stuff, this is definitely worth checking. Uh, and it's only four dollars. Yeah, it's like four bucks dinner, and it's open. I want to say eleven a.m. to five p.m. Tuesday through Saturday. Um, I'm pretty sure that's right. Uh, but I'll provide a link to it in the show notes uh, for anybody that's interested in going. Um, but yeah, definitely check it out. All right, back to Bigfoot. <clears throat> We're not sponsored by the Paranormal Museum or anything. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's $4 in, or I highly doubt they're going to sponsor us. <laughs> they got that Paranormal money. Oh, yeah, that, what is that, like a negative bank account? They're probably sitting <laughs> on like some money or some mummy reserves. Mummy reserves. I don't know. You never know. I'm just gonna say I'm a paranormal investigator and I'm broke as shit. <laughs> so there's that. I'm a paranormal podcaster and I'm also broke as shit. Anyways, let's get back to Bigfoot. Uh, tell us a bit about Lawrence County, William. Okay. So, before I talk about Lawrence County, I want to bring up the fact that on this website, it seems like they just copy and paste whatever the locals send into them. They don't... I mean, that's the report part, yeah, but then they have... There's a follow-up at the bottom where they... um, Their own investigator call and confirm stuff. So, for example, well, in that one I read earlier, um, follow-up investigation report by BFRO investigator Stan Courtney. Um, there's a bit from him, and then they even have an about for all their investigators. I mean, it's a Bigfoot report. I don't know how like thorough you expect these people to be. Like, well, all I know is the people that sent this one in most of these are up in blaine and he's in uh, lawrence county which is uh it's up near i mean i guess it's as close to more like moorhead 
and Grayson as you can get in Lawrence County. Uh, so it's getting up there. Lawrence County is a pretty big county. But they spelled Blaine wrong <laughs> in the description, which I thought was funny. Oh, yeah. Like, um, I'd say if stuff gets in my email, it's a whole lot easier. Oh, yeah. But this one I'm looking at, uh, report number 61108. It's a Class B report, um, which it doesn't that mean there's no, like, visuals of it. It's just, like, noises. I'm pretty sure, yeah, because um, Class B incidents where a possible Sasquatch was observed at a great distance or in poor lighting conditions and incidents in any other circumstances that did not afford a clear view. Um, Class A is like a clear sighting uh, where misinterpretation or misidentification can be ruled out with greater confidence. And Class C is just yeah, so this first one here um, looks like it's... Uh, I, I could just read this verbatim. We've had several noises occurring over the past month. Some loggers just started cutting on the property next to us, so I think has made them angry, and it seems they are mad at us. We didn't own the property. We are not people who want the trees cut down. But here lately, we've had knocking on trees, slapping the side of our house, footsteps, and growling right outside our house. When I walked down my driveway, I heard what sounded like a stick being hit against a tree trunk. I heard running around my house late at night. That seems, uh, seems, that like, seems like a Bigfoot to me. That's 100% <laughs> a Bigfoot. It seems like they wrote this to a Bigfoot, like, bleeding. It's like, like, yeah, it's, it's like, not us. It's not, not us, guys. <laughs> I swear we're not cutting these trees down. Uh, stop, stop slapping my house with sticks. <laughs> I just redid the, sonic, the siding on my trailer. <laughs> That's what this this reads like more of an apology letter um, than a. And then the investigators go on to report that uh, the dog sleeps outside on the front porch. Uh, oh, <laughs> <for this. laughs> uh, the family has to park the car down the driveway and walk 100 yards to the house due to the instability of the bridge. It's held um, the track. Yeah, it's not fun. And they got to walk across a rickety bridge, too. Sounds like these people have more excuses than most to just move. <laughs> and uh, one night, uh, they heard some. They heard a branch land on the back porch, and the husband grabbed a shotgun and ran outside and shot it in the, in an, into the air in an attempt to scare, and I quote, whatever it was, away. <laughs> Um, so that's a good way to get Bigfoot on your side is to shoot shotguns around it. Like this too. They do not leave dog food near the house. The outside dog is fed in the barn during the daylight hours. The barn is locked at night. Um, let's see. There's a couple. I'm just going to say if Bigfoot wants to get in your barn, he's going to get in your barn. Not if he just is slapping it with sticks. Have you seen those Eastern Kentucky barns? <laughs> yeah, to me it seems like uh... it's, it's big feet, not big hands. Unless <laughs> he's kicking that door down. Hey, man, you never know. Oh, I mean, see. at least this Bigfoot, you know, like, like to me, you know, Bigfoots are 
huge. Like, you know, if they're real. Um, it, what do you mean if? Well, you know, I'm, I, I lean skeptic on most stuff. Um, and to me, this just sounds like a Bigfoot kind of having fun, you know? <laughs> I think it's totally different. Um, if a Bigfoot wants, like Pat said, if he wants in your barn, it's going to get in your barn. If it wants in your house, it's going to get in your house. Um, but that yeah, also fuck with you. <laughs> that also brings up a thing that you know, I feel like a lot of Bigfoot stuff, especially with doing stuff around people's houses but never coming in. Um, it's either you know they realize they can't fit in a house, um, or you know it's just that you know Don't the, the spatial. I'm just saying, like, you know, I'm just, like, you know, where they get understand the spatial things to where, like, going into a domicile is going to be more of a hindrance to them than whoever lives inside it. They're not here. No, I just meant, like, if they're... On your floor, just the back porch. I just meant, like, it's not that they... I'm not hung up on that. I, I just think that's an inner... You never hear of a Bigfoot going into somebody's house. You always hear about it around the house. I just think... Oh, uh, never said I didn't know I was coming on a podcast <laughs> to try and get Bigfoot mad at me. We're not trying to. Well, first of all, I don't. If a Bigfoot listens to this podcast, please reach out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is a good time to plug the email address. <laughs> yeah. Um, it'll be in the uh, show notes. <laughs> yeah, it'll be in the show notes. That's that's asking a lot. They might be able to listen, but I doubt they can. Well, I'll have the email at the I'll have the email at the end of the show. Cause I forget what it is off the top of my head. You asked me too quick. Okay, so this is one report. We'll call this apology to Bigfoots um, from Lawrence County. Okay, uh, let's uh, let's take a stab at a at a class A here. Uh, would you rather hear about a ginseng hunter? A deer hunter oh, or a ginseng hunter? A ginseng hunter. Ginseng <laughs> hunters always have the best stories. They're the wildest folks you'll ever meet. Well, let's take a moment to describe what ginseng is. <laughs> so people like don't think, you know, people in these parts are, I don't know, hunting, whatever. Uh, but ginseng is a type of root uh, that... People go dig up and sell. <laughs> That's what ginseng hunter, ginseng hunting, basically is. I mean, it fetches a good price um, for roots. I guess I've never quite understood the whole thing, but I've had family that does. I have family that does it. I've known other people that do it. So ginseng is worth a lot of money per pound. Uh, it's used in like energy drinks. Most energy drinks have ginseng in them. I think before they were considered, or it was considered like a medicine back yeah. in the day. So people would pay a lot of money for it, and it just kind of over and over. So like my grandpa used ginseng hunt, my dad, like you just go through the woods. I went one time and I hated it because all it is is you walk about 10 miles through the Appalachian Mountains. Yep. Don't find anything. And as a six-year-old, uh, it's terrible. Yep. Oh, that's uh, it's. I knew I wouldn't like ginseng hunting when I also didn't like mushroom hunting. Um, and 
Uh, mushrooms, I mean the morel mushrooms, not the psychedelic shrooms, but the morel mushrooms that you can go out and find um, around April uh, in the at woods least, around here. At least morels are worth it at the end, because when you fry them up, they taste good, but ginsengs... I've never been well, able to get past the look of a morel, but I think that's changed, and um, my family used to go all the time. Um, and now I have members of my family that still go quite a bit, but like my family doesn't as often. So I haven't actually had the chance to try any in probably a good four or five years. Uh, okay. But I want to pull up the, uh, the second ginseng hunter there because the first one was very long. Um, uh, so this is another one out in Blaine spelled correctly this time near route 32. Um, so a few years ago, me and my wife was going ginseng hunting back in the woods behind our home. It was starting to get warm outside. The sun was up. We started over the hilltop and the underbrush started to get thicker, but we went on. My wife started looking down in this washout and in parentheses it says ditch. I was going along the top of this washout and in parentheses it says ditch, ditch. <laughs> The washout or ditch mind you was about 12 feet deep and about 20 foot wide. It goes all the way down this hill about 300 feet. Uh, we were just going along. I, I got to stop for a second. I, I think it's hilarious how he's focused on this. Uh, I love ditch. <laughs> like he's really focused on painting a picture about this, uh, this ditch here. This. Uh, I thought it might have been a deer or something. I kept... I, I kept on looking in the way the noise was coming. I'm trying to read these verbatim. Oh no. The noise know. was the noise was trees and brush slapping together to get her. I seen some brush moving around. Then it stopped. <laughs> I was looking, trying to see what was making the noises. That's when it came into my view. There was this thing, threadish brown hair. All all over. <laughs> all over. At least the parts I seen. I only seen from the chest up. I was only 20 to 30 feet away from it. I could see its dark eyes, face, everything. It looked like a man to me. My wife was still down in the washout. It was a ditch, but... <laughs> a washout's a ditch. I could see her. I watched this thing. Looked down at her, then back at me. I had a loaded twenty two rifle with me, but I could not bring the gun up. It watches for a few minutes, then I got up enough nerve to tell my wife to head back up the hill. I just wanted to... I want to interject something. Um, people that don't know guns, if you bring a twenty-two rifle to a Bigfoot fight, you're going to be hurting, okay? Because is like super small caliber. Like that's not going. To, that's going to tickle it. That's what it's going to. Okay, good. I had, I had my back, my hat backwards. I had to turn it around frontwards to read this. <laughs> uh, okay, where was that? Uh, I told her to just get up the hill, but go slow. I didn't know if it would come after us if we took off running. I watched as she went up the hill. I was walking backwards, trying to see where it was and what is was doing. I seen its chest through the bush as we headed up the hill. That's when my wife seen it, too. She started to run, but I got her to stop. We made it home. We have had dogs missing, only to find them later on tore apart. Their insides tore out. This past deer season, 2004, I was back behind my house, hunting. I started up the hill across from where I and my wife seen, in parentheses, Bigfoot. I had a big rock thrown at me. 
The rock hit the top of a big tree. I watched it bounce off the tree and hit the ground. I put up my gun looking through my scope. I couldn't see anything. It was cold. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's riveting stuff. Oh, you got a fan. There's like... Oh, yeah. Okay, so that was the observed. And then he also noticed the place stunk in between a skunk and a wet dog. I came home and drew a picture of the stink. A picture of what I've seen. <laughs> Uh, other witnesses yes my wife <laughs> other stories uh, yes across the creek there's a big field then you have route 201 which runs north and south there was this old man that was cooting it and as he drove south on 201 he seen something running across the road he said it was upright on two legs running like a man covered with hair he refused to go hunting again all right do you think that if you saw Bigfoot and you were doing something you loved, like hunting or fishing, that you would just stop doing that straight up? Uh, maybe in that yeah. area. Here's, here's the thing. like, I feel like there's always these two Bigfoot camps. of, And, you know, maybe different sorts of Bigfoot. Um, but there's these ones that are hostile towards... Um, maybe humans, but you know, at least like if this stuff about the dogs and stuff is true, like, uh, I just okay, I'm gonna approach this from like a biological thing. Um, Bigfoots, if they're as big as they are, there is no way they're carnivores, or at least I wouldn't think so. Why? Because, like, to sustain, to sustain something that big, I feel like it, they would have to mainly subsist on, like, a plant-based diet. Especially, I don't know, like, I guess, like, in the winter, they could always hibernate or something. Um, are, are bears mainly omnivores? No, because that's what I was thinking. After I started going down this route, I was thinking, <laughs> like... Bears are way bigger than a Bigfoot. Well, I mean, like, Bigfoot's seven feet, Shaquille O'Neal's seven foot tall, like... <laughs> I mean, bears are like if they're on their back legs, they're pretty tall and they're probably way. Yeah, no, and I get what you're saying. Yeah, like I, my mind was in the wrong place when I started going down this hole. But uh, so yeah. But anyways, I just feel like personally, <laughs> um, there's these two camps, you know, uh, one where Bigfoot are more savage, and one where they are. This like mystical intelligent being or beings. Um, like I said, maybe we're just dealing with two different types of Bigfoots. Like um, a Bigfoot and a Sasquatch, is that the difference? Um actually in one of my favorite um series, um the Dresden Files, um books. Uh, there are two. There are multiple different kinds of big feet, bigfoots. Um, they're called Genosqua. and there's like this really <clears throat> benevolent kind, and then there's this like super ear dickhead kind. <laughs> so I mean, and that's know. a true story, right? What? Uh, nothing. Dresden, yeah, Dresden's a nonfiction. No, I'm just kidding. It's full blown fantasy, but he does tie in a lot of lore and stuff. So, yeah. Before we move on to the to another riveting mm -hmm. tale, 
I want to point out in the very last part of the follow-up investigation, um, in BFRO investigator Tony Gerard, he uh, he called them on the phone, talked to them about a couple different things. And the last bit he said, uh, the wife also related that they had found several trees over the years twisted off, and in quotes, like you'd wring out a washcloth at a level above human head height. So I'm just imagining a tree just just gripped and, and twisted. twisted. So. Above head height. <laughs> is that what is that what big feet use as uh, washcloths as trees? Wipe their ass with it. I was about to say maybe toilet paper. <laughs> they wipe their ass and then smack the side of the house and throw on the back porch. <laughs> <laughs> uh this is uh Oh gosh, let me look at this one. Uh, there's a deer hunting one. Um, let me see. Oh, this one is actually west of Louisa, like right in the big city of Lawrence County. Which one is that? Uh, suspicious figures seen at dawn. 2010. Uh, this is this is out past the lake out there. Uh, so uh, the big lake out there is Yatesville Lake. This is pretty far out there. That's not west of Louisa. That's, that's, <laughs> damn, that's damn near Blaine. <laughs> that's where this is. Um, so it appeared to the left, like right across the road from a church. So was it a Sunday maybe, morning? Maybe big feet mm-hmm. hate God. Or they just or, wanted to be close. To God. Or maybe they're devout, you know. Yeah. If this was on a Sunday. That, that could go either way. Uh, so... Oh, this person, this must have been the other ginseng person because another story that says, I filed a report with you before, ginseng hunters. <laughs> Definitely not the same <laughs> guy unless uh, this, unless he his, got better at writing. Unless he took some writing class. On my way home from Louisa to Blaine, just before the Rich Creek boat ramp, I looked to my left to look at some horses that stay on this hill. And I noticed two pine trees that I'd never seen before, which I thought to be pine trees. I thought this guy just goes out there to look at them. not notice pine trees. Rogue horses. <laughs> Mostly that's oh, like a place where people... I'm just going to say, yeah. on the way back from Somerset, we did see <laughs> fucking people taking selfies with horses. Oh, yeah. I'm more concerned about... Pine trees that you never saw before. <laughs> like it's not <laughs> it's not like trees people? sprout up like in a matter of days. <laughs> like how those kids just planting these trees <laughs> again. Uh but uh no, I like how instead of going out to fish or to make out like you do at the Rich Creek boat ramp, he goes out there to look at the horses on the hill. I mean, I mean, we take my younger cousin up to our neighbor to see the cows, so. Oh, wait, maybe, I, I read ahead a little bit. Maybe he did go out there to make out. I told the person with me that I'd never seen pine trees in that spot before. She stated she had not either. No horses were around, but the next day we came by this spot. No pine trees, all caps. Whatever they were, one was standing. One was down on its knees, back towards us. Oh, what? <laughs> this guy witnessed a Bigfoot blowjob. I mean, that's pretty much exactly that's, how it reads. Yeah. <laughs> also, notice. Were, one was standing, 
One was down on his knees, backs toward or back towards us. Next to a big tree, color was a dark color from dark brown to a lighter brown to tips of blonde. What is it like uh, from the mid two thousands and has highlights? What sounds like? <laughs> I imagine like one of those surfers with the <laughs> and just getting getting topped off next to these trees. Oh, and look, it even tries to differentiate male and female here. The one kneeling or on its knees was the same almost in color, same shape in head, but didn't seem as wide at the shoulders. So we can confirm that that it was sucking dick and it wasn't eating pussy. I'm just going to name this week's episode um, Bigfoot BJs. (laughs) What happens in the dust? (laughs) <laughs> Didn't see the horses that morning. Last few times going by since they have been out, other than that, nothing. Yeah. Other witnesses, yes, one sitting and talking. I don't know what that means. The one, the woman he was, or they were and with. He, and then he's mad. <laughs> I filed the report with you before, ginseng hunters. Oh, I'm just, uh, I'm so this <laughs> confuses me because. He's stuck on the pine trees for most of this paragraph, but then it sounds like this sighting came not from the pine tree. Like he skips right over the the uh, Bigfoot fellatio to talk about the pine trees more. Yeah, he he's an avid uh, environmentalist. He loves trees and horses and hates blowjobs. <laughs> that's why that's how he took a woman out there to look at trees. Clearly, he's never had a good blowjob. <laughs> yeah, not like a Bigfoot. Um, okay, I don't even know where to go with this. <laughs> uh, there, there's the high pitched vocalizations heard. Oh, I'd imagine that's a different one. This one's just in Lawrence County. Oh, oh I'm, I'm still, I'm still stuck, still stuck on, on this one. Like, cause in my head, if he if he saw the big bigfoots, when he saw the pine trees, you know, there's stuff about big feet and portals and whatnot. Like, so whatever. Like, but to me, this reads like one day they saw pine trees, the next day they didn't see the pine trees, but they saw bigfoot fellatio. So, like, I don't know. Um. So, so this one. A few years ago, my cousin and I were outside and heard very loud noises. I've hunted, camped all my life. I've heard many animal calls. Scratch that. I've heard them all. Oh, okay. (laughs) He's heard every animal noise. Uh, This car cries. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Not too now. These noises were very loud and high-pitched. Until recently, I've always wondered what these noises were. I was watching A&E in search of Bigfoot. (laughs) They were audio taping trails where Bigfoot was sighted. I was shocked when they played these tapes. They sound exactly the same. An experience like this will really wake you up. This is no bull. People laugh, make jokes, but it's true. <laughs> this is no bull, fellas. We did not find anything. It was dark and hard to tell in what direction the noise was coming from. We looked around the next day and didn't find any sign on the ground or on the trees. It's not a mystery to me anymore. I know the truth. Okay, I do want to take a moment to say, um, like, 
I feel like if, you know people that are reporting these things. You know, I feel like they did experience something, whether it was a Bigfoot, whether it was just you know worse things, whatever. Um, I want to say we're not making fun of these people, or at least I'm not. You know, because yeah, I think not. I think you know, like I've said multiple times before, people experience stuff. It's you know, it actually impacts them. Um, I want to make a point to say we're not making fun of these people. And I don't want to feed into the stereotype that, um, or not necessarily stereotype, but um, a lot of the big thinking from, like, that comes outside of Kentucky about, you know, like, Hill Jackson stuff, you know, claim this, whatever. That's not what we're doing here. Um, like, we're, we're going through these reports, like, yeah. Um, but, you know, some of her are written funny, um, and we're having a good time talking about them, but we're not, like, talking down to these people or anything. I just want to make wow. a point of that. So if if it's high-pitched vocalizations that people consider to be Bigfoot, because I, I always thought it was going to be a lower vocalization. Mm-hmm. Especially you get a blood up. Yeah. I could, yes. I don't know. I don't know if I'd go. Uh, I'm, I'm going to leave that. <laughs> I was going to uh, um, yeah, <laughs> <Moving> <laughs> <on>. <laughs> that's that's where the high pitch vocalizations come from. Oh, Every time you hear one, that's a Bigfoot, you know, coming to completion. Uh, but if it's the high pitch vocalizations, I have totally been out, um, not actually blamed, but out like past Fallsburg almost to Grayson there, mm-hmm. um, out at night. At a fire, just I think it was three of us. Uh, yeah, just three of us out there, and across, it was uh, it was at one of our friends' parents' houses. And I thought, well, how old was I? Probably twenty-four, so about five, six years ago, whenever that is. I lost track. I'm getting too old. But uh, you didn't see now at your old age. I don't know. But across the across the main road there, in front of the house. There's a big open, uh, big open field there, and then a big mountain on the other side of it. And we were standing out there, like in the driveway, just like hanging out because they had a fire pit over the side, drinking spears and stuff. And uh, we could hear clear as day up on that hill, just the gnarliest, like high pitched screech. And I've heard wildcats. I've heard. I've heard coyotes. I've heard all that stuff. Nothing like that. It wasn't like, what is it? Wildcats sound like... Wasn't like a mountain lion. No, they sound like girls crying. A lot of those do. Yeah. And then and then coyotes sound like little... There's just like yelp. What about, a, what about a fox? It wasn't a fox. Foxes kind of are like a squeakier coyote. <laughs> I, don't know what, I think we... Anybody, anybody our age should know exactly what a fox sounds like. Okay, you the fox, uh, but yeah, totally up on the hill. And one of us uh, literally just <laughs> ran up the hill right towards it. William, it sounds like you've heard many animal calls. Maybe you've heard, heard them all. I've heard them all. <laughs> Scratch it. I've heard them all. <laughs> but yeah, that was, uh, I mean, if that was, I just wanted to assume it was like a witch or something, something scarier. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would much rather want to assume Bigfoot before I assumed a witch. 
Well, I would have much rather seen a Bigfoot than seen a witch, too. Yeah. And the the story ends with me finding a witch, and it was actually Bigfoot. Wait, what? No, nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably my ex. No, they had an apple, and it put our friend to sleep for a long time. Oh. And then, and then I'd uh, kiss him to wake him back up. Oh. It was one of those witches. Tell the rest of that story. Um, nah, no, it's no like one Disney. It. No one would take it. Think so? I don't think so. Have you all had any experiences with Bigfoot or any mysterious animals out in the wilderness? Um, no. I mean, like when I take my dogs out, I stuff across the creek and stuff. But like I live smack dab in the so. But I've never had. I mean, when I was younger, I'd go up behind my house and stuff and explore and whatnot. But I've. I never recall seeing anything or hearing anything that that made me wonder if maybe I didn't know what all was behind, like in the woods around my house. So, yeah, I mean, so growing up, my um, my aunt lived up on Chalk Ridge, which is in Tullsboro, which is Lewis County. Um. Her house sat right off of the road. And behind her house, it was just, it was probably at least 150, 200 yards of just filled. Um, I don't know, it was, it was pretty late. It was probably about seven, eight, sun was going down. And you could see something at the very end of the field, almost like, I don't know, like it, it wouldn't, like, I couldn't tell what it was, but you could tell it was a human figure. Mm. Um, whether or not, if it was somebody, you know, down the hill coming up, I don't know. Because, I mean, it, he was pretty tall, but there's no way I can say, oh, this motherfucker was, you know, seven foot. Um, plus, I was probably 13 at the time. Um, but, I mean, other than that, no. That like no noises or anything like that. It's just you know exciting. Yeah. Uh, when I was about eight years old, uh, I was taking out the trash at my parents' trailer, and it's not. It's like ten o'clock probably, and I'm over by the fence with a uh, where the trash cans are. I'm putting it in there. As soon as I put it in there. I turn around and I see this giant beast running at me and it is like galloping. It's from like foot, like from the ground to its back. It was probably five feet tall and it is booking. And I take my little ass and just rip shit back to the house, just sprint. And I go up to my parents and I'm freaking out and look outside and there is this giant dog just out there. And I will always remember, I thought for sure it was a werewolf or something. Turns out my neighbors had just purchased a Irish wolfhound. Oh, God. Those things are monstrous. I don't know if you've ever seen those, but they kind of look like werewolves. They are terrifying. Fucking massive. Yes. Uh, and they're like shaggy and their hair is all weird looking. 
And, uh, but yeah, that's the closest I've seen to a Bigfoot. <laughs> it's a dog. Let me try to think of, I mean, I've never, I've never once like been in the, and, and I'm not in the woods as much as woodsy people, but yet I feel like I've been out more than probably like the average person that like, I don't know, more than like the average person. I'm no, you know, I'm no, uh, I'm no mountain man or whatever, but like, you know, I've spent plenty of time out there. Not as much recently as I did when I was younger. But, I mean, there's never been a time where, where I felt scared, where I felt like, you know, I didn't know what all was around me. Um, never been out there, felt like I was watched or felt like anything. And, like, I've spent good hours, you know, driving four-wheelers on trails and all that stuff. Like, this is just me legitimately trying to think of a time where I may have come across something I couldn't understand, but... I walked, uh, uh, I was walking on a trail one time, and I walked through a spider web that was across the trail, and that scared me. I mean, that I think that would scare most people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what the fuck? Yeah, I, yeah, I was little, too, and I, I, I was like, this is the biggest spider web that's ever been webbed. <laughs> I feel like I was about to get drugged back to a to a spider hole. Um, so I know you mentioned earlier, William. We're kind of going to veer away from Bigfoot for a minute because William had some other interesting. Uh, I guess we'd call it Lawrence County lore. Uh, that we oh, were yeah. discussing earlier. If you want to talk about some of that, uh, do you want me to talk about the one? Uh, that you all have sightings of up there too. I remember you all talking about maybe doing oh, an episode. Yeah, later. let's. I mean, we can mention that and Pat. We can discuss later if we want to talk about it. But yeah, go ahead. So there's uh, legends out in Lawrence County. Uh, essentially, one of them is out on like Route 32, out towards Blaine and all that, where these Bigfoot sightings are. There's a very Bigfoot-like monster that you can see out there at night at a certain time of night. There, uh, it's like it's got red eyes and about the side of the road, and it looks like a big cat bear. Um, that yeah, might that might be Bearzilla. Might be. And uh, I've totally I've heard like two people I know personally be like, "Yeah, we've we've seen this thing out there." Do I know these people? Mm, no, probably not. But. Um, other than that, I think there's two more. Uh, there's the Kentucky Panthers. Uh, yeah. I'm sure you all have heard of them. Yeah, that's what we were. T- that's what you were getting at. Just a yeah. little bit ago. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, I've always heard that they're like a legitimate thing. It's not a joke. Mm-hmm. Like, or not a joke. It's not like a legend or anything. But they're legitimately black panthers out in eastern Kentucky. I've I've heard that too, and that's like I always heard about them growing up. Like you said, like you know, not any myth about them or anything, but that these things like are legit. Yeah, that's the closest thing I've ever heard to like a real like story. <laughs> that people people back there they they're they're superstitious folk. 
but mm. they don't really believe there's a Bigfoot unless they're like these people that have seen that stuff. But everybody back there is like, oh, yeah, there's Panthers. There's yeah. totally Panthers. You're that's stupid like, if you don't think there's Panthers. Yeah, that's like a lot of people in, um, well, like my family. And then um, my same buddy that has a Bigfoot story, he said, uh, this was probably about 10 years ago, but um, he said there's a picture somewhere of in the field across the road from his house, like of, um, they said like three, uh, like walking together, like, so, um, but then I've heard plenty about, um, my family, um, has a deer camp way out in Laurel, which is BFE, even in Lewis County, um, and have an uncle that claims to have been chased off the ridge by one. Uh, he went up there to call his wife, um, from a cell phone, and, um, actually he knows, you know, he's getting chased on his four-wheeler, uh, and then, you know, and that was kind of spooky, because we're all, nobody decides to leave the deer hunt camp, we just stay with this predator, <laughs> uh, like, very, like, you know, if you, any of y'all know what a deer camp is, or have any of them, it's not like... A lot of these places are super secure or anything like that. It's not, like, uh, so. it's not where you go and lock up your valuables. Yeah. Um, a Bigfoot could easily knock it down with a branch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The funny thing was, uh, ah, that whole weekend, um, we had somebody fall out of the top of one of the bunk beds in the middle of the night. Uh, I had another cousin that almost died. We almost got crushed by the top of a tree because we decided to take a shortcut. Um, and one tripped and pulled, like, tried to grab onto like a vine to save his balance. Well, that vine ripped the top out of a like a dead tree. <laughs> oh god! Yeah, it was a mess. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of any more wilderness stories. I do have a ghost story. That's fine. Uh, but if we want to hold that for a specific ghost episode, if y'all want to invite me back, I mean, if you want to talk about, about it some it. now, because uh, I don't know, just talking about Lawrence kind of, it's got me thinking. Um, I mean, I can I can tell just the brief stuff and then try and dig more into that legend before. Hey, yeah, that's fine. A couple of ghost stories that are tied. I mean, this is more of a Lawrence kind of legend. I'll save the other ghost, the personal ghost stories, for another episode. Yeah. But uh, there's a place out in Lawrence County. Uh, if you're from Lawrence County or another area, there's a place called Wall Bridge, just a bridge that goes by a wall <laughs> over a river. And if you, instead of going right and going out to Wall Bridge, you go left and keep on going eventually. Uh, there's this back road you can take that has this old, uh, like, tunnel, like a long time. It's probably, I'm trying to think, maybe. 300 yards long is this like, like a train tunnel or no no it's a it's a road it's paved now but it's literally cut through a mountain so it's all rock and it's kind of crazy looking like no one lives past it. i think there's a couple of houses back there or something but uh apparently that's where they used to do hangings back in the day and they would just hang them in front of this tunnel and the legend is you go out there in your car, turn off the lights at a certain time of night, and you can see bodies swinging. 
and I've been out there several times trying to see bodies down there and seen them. So that's not one of my real ghost stories. <laughs> also, we've got something similar like that here. Um, um, down in Augusta, if you go through the tunnel, um, it's like midnight. You turn your car off and sit there. After the windows fog up, you'll see like handprints. Ooh. Listen, if there's any kind of ghost story about me going off and shutting my vehicle off in the middle of the night, I'm never going to experience that firsthand. <laughs> like, you cannot pay me to shut off my fucking vehicle. Oh my God, Tyler. <laughs> How DFE. long does it take vehicle back on? If there's ghosts around, William, you don't know. Maybe Just it'll never come back on. In. And maybe I'll never come back on because whatever it is that's out there is going to get me. <laughs> it's not like ghosts are scared of a motor. <laughs> They're going to get you regardless. Well, then why do you have to shut your car off? To be polite. Well, I'm... How would you like it if someone was in your house running their vehicle? <laughs> I'll be... I'll be... This motherfucker. Probably pissed because to get in my it's house with a vehicle, thing. they'd have to like crash through the wall. All this goddamn carbon dioxide in my tunnel. <laughs> carbon monoxide. So this has me thinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think it'd be interesting to, which I don't know nearly enough people, but um, see if we couldn't do like a county by county series. Um, which would take forever in Kentucky, considering there's. 120 uh of just like lore legends like that kind of stuff i think that'd be pretty neat to look into eventually well y'all missed it uh with the hopkins villain because we have uh we have matt johnson who could have been on there matt johnson's from hopkinsville oh yeah i didn't know that i'll talk to him about it but uh matt johnson hopkinsville part two i mean we'll probably revisit it at some point Oh, Matt will talk about his slutting around. You don't want him on there. <laughs> it sounds like me. <laughs> well, is there anything else we want to talk about? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of anything else in Lawrence County. There's some gross catfish I've caught before, but I don't think that's pertinent. <laughs> Have you ever fished in the River? Uh, yes. <laughs> That's why I've caught my gross catfish. I'd say that it runs by Lawrence County, too. Yeah, Lawrence County is actually where the Tug and Levisa connect to make the High River. Oh, okay. I drove, I've driven over that bridge that goes across that connection a bajillion times in my life. Yep. Just the coolest. All right. Well, I think that pretty well wraps things up here. Um, so, yeah, I think next week, Pat and I, we're going to do um, a bit of a deeper dive into Kentucky Bigfoot in general. Um, like I said, we'll get more sightings, do some more research, whatnot, just over the state as a whole. Um, like I said, this week, kind of just an intro, kind of just... Um, yeah, me talking about the Lewis County one, William going into some of the Lawrence County ones and giving us some uh, mainly background on like location and whatnot. Uh, and you know, it was a good excuse to get one of our buddies on the show, um, have some fun. 
uh, like I said, next week will probably kind of be more similar to how we've done in the past with us going through um, actual, you know, having done research with by us. I mean, we was Pat never until we're in the middle of the show. Right. Then he'll send me links to stuff. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, next week will be Bigfoot Part Two, and it'll be more of a broader picture um, of the, I guess, Bigfoot phenomena. Uh, in Kentucky, um, but yeah, uh, check us out on. Which I mean, if you're listening, you're checking us out on something. But if you have any buddies, I've got uh, two viewers. Sweet. <laughs> um, if you have any buddies that um, are interested in this kind of stuff, you know, uh, check us out on most major podcasting platforms. We're on Spotify. Uh, we're on Anchor. Um, we're on um, now. We're on Apple Podcasts. Uh, a few other smaller ones. I want to be working on getting us on some others um, in the next coming weeks. Uh, follow us on Twitter at the. Oh, I can't remember this stuff. Um, follow us on Twitter at Inluminality Pod. Uh, give us a follow on there. Uh, interact with us, uh, which I haven't tweeted much from there. Um, this will be our fifth episode, though, so I'm probably actually going to start promoting things a little more uh, since we have a bit of a backlog built up so people can actually see if they're going to be interested or not what we talk about. Uh, if you have anything you want to share with us not over social media, feel free to DM me or Pat on Facebook. Uh, also, you know, feel free to look up the Inliminality podcast group on Facebook and join it. Um, We'd be more than happy to approve you and get you in there. Uh, our email is literally just headed up earlier. Our email is oh, inliminalitypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you don't want to send us anything on Facebook or Twitter, please feel free to reach out to us that way. Um, I'm going to try to get into the habit of checking it more uh, because I've done. I'll check it right now. I don't expect anything to be on there, but you never know. Um, anyways, yeah, those are all the ways to reach out to us. Um, like I said, we want to get, you know, we want to foster a community that's involved. Uh, the more involved you guys get, the more stuff Pat and I have to talk about. Uh, the more people we can communicate with, the more guests we're able to bring on, whatnot. Um, you know, we're not at the point where we're asking you to sub on patreon um i haven't put any ads up on the site or any or on the podcast yet uh frankly because you know we're just doing this for fun um if it ever gets to a point where we think we can take that step to make better stuff then we'll do it but we're just not at that point right now uh but if you'd like to help us get to that point um spread the word tell your friends anybody you think would be interested in this uh, you, if you don't think they'll be interested, but you know somebody with some good stories, like we said, either it can be paranormal, it can be cryptid, it can be um, you know, UFO, um, extraterrestrial related, whatever. Okay, we're down for anything. Um, you know, have them reach out to us. You reach out to us, give us their information. We'll reach out to them. Um, be more than happy to get a hold of them, talk to them some. Uh. 
Yeah, but the more interaction we have from you all, the better content we're going to be able to produce. Uh, also, that being said, you know, if you listen to us on Spotify, make sure to follow us. Um, if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, you know, subscribe there, leave a five-star review. If you like the show, <laughs> if you don't like the show, just tell us. Um, if you have any criticisms, we're open to it. You know, we're both pretty new at this, so it's not like we're the best there ever was. We're still learning. Um, but yeah, Good big uh, that's a big outro spiel. Um, Pat, you got anything to say? Um, if you use Twitch, uh, follow me at twitch.tv American Raven. Raven is R-A-V-N. Um, every episode I'm here on out, I will be doing a live stream of it. So you'll see all the goodies that (laughs) and literally all the research I have on the screen. (laughs) You'll be looking at a blank screen with Pat's face on it. Um, <laughs> all right, and uh, William, uh, William also streamed tonight's episode on his Twitch. You can go ahead and plug hey. that, yeah. So, uh, my Twitch is uh, my username is Will W I L L underscore Yuck, uh, instead of William Will Yuck because I'm so funny. Um, it is a horror based uh Twitch channel. And currently, I'm doing the 16 weeks of Halloween. We are on, uh, we're 15 weeks out now, folks. Uh, so I try and stream three times a week. I try and do a co op horror game with some people. I try and do a solo stream of a random horror game each week. And then uh, myself and one other person, just depending on the week, we'll do uh, for the last stream, we'll do a watch party of some horror movie and talk over it. And it's a good time. Um, maybe I can get uh, Pat here. I can host his and add another little bit of a spooky factor there on the days when I'm not streaming. So maybe maybe that uh, this podcast will be on there too. Yep, so. and most definitely. And I usually try to stop by on William's stream if he gives me fair warning. So if you can't get oh. enough of this lovely redneck accent, um, usually catch I just me text on there. You, you, yeah, usually you text me like right before, and I'm. Either doing something or playing well with me, yeah. <laughs> or sleeping, or sleeping. Uh, but yeah, so uh, appreciate you all listening to another episode of the In Liminality podcast. Uh, Tyler saying so long, see you later, Pat. This is Patrick, so long, farewell, and stay haunted. All right, y'all, have a good one. Thanks for listening.